Okay, everybody, welcome to episode eight of Oh of We Lost yeah. Some Ships. I feel like that's our intro every time. You yeah. saying welcome and you saying oh yeah. True. That, that's kind of become a, a little bit of a that's trademark. That's your trademark. I yeah. guess so. I guess kind so. Of is. Yeah, good uh, branding. And we have a special guest in case you had, didn't just hear a female voice. Yeah, uh, another and, expert woman. <laughs> Sorry, did I speak that's before right. I was no, supposed to? No, no, yeah. you're totally fine. In, in our society, <laughs> women <laughs> only speak when they're <laughs> No, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Big JK. <laughs> oh, man. Are you, are you trying yeah. to be the man in gold? <laughs> We're not ready for that. Yeah, yeah, that's our future villain we're going to have. Oh, thank you. Anyway, so this is our guest, Steph Scholl. She is a very accomplished and multi-talented woman. She's pretty much already an expert podcast. She's pretty much the Oprah of the podcast. Her podcast. She has a podcast. Actually, you have two podcasts, right? Yeah. Tell us about your podcast. I have two that are out. So I have Notable Peeps and then Utah Fan Club. Okay. And then I'm working on Utah real estate. That oh, was supposed to be a Father's Day present for my dad, but it's oh, not out yet. Oh, wait. Does your dad do real estate? Yeah, he has a title company. Shout oh. out to Title One. Whoa! <laughs> okay. so. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, her and her podcast, well, the one I listen to, so much higher quality than ours, I feel. It's, a, it's very good. It makes a, me envious. But I've also envy. been doing it longer than That's true. you guys That's true. have. So no, if you listen envy. to my first one. I don't one. feel worse about myself. Yeah. It gives me something to work towards. Oh, is that yeah. a holy envious? Yeah. It's not like a bad envy? That's right. Okay. Uh, I just think it's cool you guys are doing this. Thank you. I think it's everyone, fun. I don't know, we all have our little corner of the World Wide Web That's to like true. put out our stuff. That's true. So. Yeah. And it's cheaper than golf. And, uh, there you go. <laughs> not that I'm a golfer, but yeah. Uh, so te- Steph's so her notable peeps podcast very positive very inspiring she basically like finds cool impressive people from around the world uh, and just has them like tell their stories uh, it's really cool um, yep. I don't know do you have anything to add you're, you're a better spokeswoman no, for it that, no that's about it uh-huh. but I'm ready to dive into talking about dating oh, okay she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no that <laughs> Um, no, thank you, though. Sure, sure. I just don't want it to be all about... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, with a recap of last week, and then we'll talk about some news, and then That's we'll right. get into it. By the way, today's topic is called Fear, the Great Preserver or the Great Destroyer? Dun, dun, dun. Question mark. <laughs> and a lot of exclamation points. You put um, those in. I, I did. <laughs> I, put, I put everything in after yep. the question mark. Yep. Um, uh, okay, but to recap, so last time we talked about... Uh, the virtues, the vices, and virtues of the virtual. Uh huh. We yeah. had Shayla as our right. guest. Yeah, um, correct. We talked about the ways in which social media helps and hinders. You look like you have something to say. No, I just like that episode. Oh, I thank to, you. It was fun. Yeah, so. thanks. Cool. Um, yeah. I think we also we started out on a somber note talking about um, suicide, suicide yeah, in the U.S. True. How it's gone up <clears throat> almost across the board. Um, yeah. And previously, we talked about loneliness, which is also way up. Anyway, there's some big concerning trends in, in our society, but we're not going to talk too much about that, this time at least. Yeah, um, probably smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so so I have some news. Do, well, do you guys uh, have some news? Because I do. If I, I you was, don't. No. What is your even news? If, even if you do. So I just got back from a trip to, to where I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Um, oh, yeah. I was helping a, a sibling Northwest. move there. And um, uh, the the trip out there was very boring. Um, 
But being there was great. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my two of my nephews there who really, really love Minecraft. Ah. Uh, and these are not the only young boys I've met who love Minecraft. My nephews love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he fanatical about it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it rises to that level okay. of fanaticism, but okay. uh, they do love it. Well, like, it seems like the the Minecraft fanaticism gene seems to run in my family. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think I could have predicted that. Uh, <laughs> I don't but, mean that in bad But way. I think that gene, it's out there, not even beyond my family. It's just a very popular game. Okay. Sorry, Steph, in case you did, well, you're probably right. Well, is we, we shoot the breeze for a while. Is Minecraft oh, the one know. that, like, you have bombs build- and... Uh, there are you, bombs. No, I think I'm thinking, what's that thing thinking, on the computer? You're thinking the Minecraft. Oh, Minesweeper. <laughs> oh, classic. That's classic. <laughs> I knew that it wasn't the right one, but that's what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah, that is a classic I'll game. stop laughing. At me. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't think Minecraft is 2D. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's like you build things. So isn't it kind of like yeah. Lego kind of world where you Very build much things? So. Yeah, same, it's, same as the is other it, one. Yeah. Is it actually Lego? Or is it some, it's not Lego. It's not although Lego, in, in real life, if we're talking about the virtual versus the real world, like the, uh, Lego has definitely capitalized on the Minecraft success. And the, there's like... Oh, they have. They're making like Minecraft stuff. They're co- Minecraft, co-bra- yeah, co-branding. Le- Lego brand Minecraft stuff, yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. th- pretty soon there's going to be like uh, relationships Legos and relationships <laughs> Minecraft as well. <laughs> I mean, we're assuming uh, we can only pretty go soon. up from here. So, <laughs> it's right know, around it's the gonna, corner. It's going to happen with Steph's podcast <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to ride the wave. Yeah, um, when, when you get Legos made of you. Yeah. Well, they did come out with... Uh, I mean, I actually heard some very recent study that was talking about video game addiction that, uh-huh. that they're starting to like classify it as a as a legitimate thing now um, oh yeah i think yeah. that's true i think it can be an addiction absolutely yeah. very often is but maybe you're not for me nephews aren't i can d- stop anytime i want <laughs> uh, yeah i just <laughs> i just can't stay stopped um, can't, but your nephews um uh it's probably doesn't rise to the level of addiction but they just play a lot i mean yeah they yeah. just love it and i mean i'm i'm not their parents um and you know they're they're their mom is my sister, and you, you know she's got completely reasonable concerns about how much screen time they spend. Um, you didn't do like a brass uh, intervention, like, look, buddy, I just want to extrapolate the rest of your life for you <laughs> on Minecraft and off Minecraft. Yeah, no, if anything, I was an enabler. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, cool, guys, what's going on in Minecraft? <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. no, but I think them. I think you could do a lot worse as far as video games because it sure. it really taps into the creative mind. I think. Oh yeah, that's um, cool. It's not. Again, it's not like violence and stuff. It's, yeah, that's, right. well, I mean, you like... fight like pixelated monsters and stuff. Um, okay. I mean, again, like anything, as we've said before, anything in excess can be bad for you, even water. Um, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's okay to kill pixelated monsters. That's right. That's right. Especially if they're hurting the local pixelated livestock. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's true. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> okay. uh, so also, we were going to well, we had some vague intention to make a Father's Day <laughs> uh, uh, that's podcast, well, which never happened. We'll just push that back. Yeah, later. but thank you, fathers. Uh, let's do some. Thank you, mothers too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mothers. Yeah, this is the part where Brass sings a song. Um, I did have some. Yeah, interesting, we'll splice that in later. Uh, yeah, well, I was researching some interesting stuff about the roles of fathers in the lives of children and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Which is that it's irrelevant, stuff. right? Completely irrelevant. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. You can just have a, no, a upturned exactly. mop with a bucket on it. <laughs> That's your father. Doesn't matter. Some people think Sorry. that is what Sorry, I Sorry, go on. Go on. <laughs> no, but it was really cool stuff. So maybe someday we'll go. We can go. We can someday. go over it. It doesn't yeah. have to be Father's Day. Yeah. 
It can be mid-Father's Day or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, half up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And then my last... I always bring in the most riveting oh. and timely of news. All right. But I also want the world to know that on my trip, my crown fell off of my tooth. So uh, it's like... That sounds painful. It's not painful because I had a root canal, thankfully. I thought this would happen somewhere else. I thought I was at something when your crown came off. <laughs> you might have been, we might have been in the same social event. Where I was it? Oh, I thought... Wait, so it didn't come out off on your trip then, did it? Maybe not. Did, I can't. Either way, I, might, I have a loose crown. And when I'm enjoying my food, then like suddenly I bite onto something hard and... And I realized my crown fell off again. Anyway. Oh, man. That's crazy. Anyway, those are the it's entertaining like, stories I have to tell. Do you ever have yeah, those? This is a very lowbrow yeah. <laughs> compared to, to your podcast. Yeah, stop. Stop. No, stop. No. She's like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> no, I just don't have a lot to talk about when it comes <laughs> to video games cra- or crowns. And crowns falling off. Sorry. Sorry. No, but I enjoy they, listening. Okay. Well, well that that's well, um, the, this is a good feedback. So we know, you know, oops. what is appealing to women listeners. It's not talking about Minecraft and my... And my crown falling off—it's not well, relatable. Well, this is really increasing our like teenage uh, audience, uh, <laughs> yeah, and maybe our like retired audience, yeah, uh, dental, yeah, audience. those dentures, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those dentures and, yeah. Uh, oh, but I was gonna ask you um, uh, something, and I forgot what it was. So, That's cool. Um, oh, I was gonna say, have you ever had those dreams though, where you're losing a tooth or where a tooth is loose? No, no but what does that mean? I don't know. Um, mm. People have different things that they say that it means like some, but it is a fear-based thing, huh. uh, <gasps> which fits with our topic today because we're talking about fear today. Uh, yeah, we but, are. Um, some people say it's like financial fear. I actually uh. had this weird dream. I have this weird tendency to have these dreams that I have, and then I, I logically reason my way out of them and then don't have them anymore. And so the Way last to go. Tooth Way dream to conquer I, your fear. Yeah, I feel like it is kind of a, like the last one I had, I had... Uh, a loose tooth and I asked this girl in my dream do you know where there's a dentist because my tooth is loose uh-huh. she said I think so and I started following her down some staircase and I had one tooth fall out and then another and then another and I said wait a minute this might be a dream <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I woke up dude and I, I, as far as I remember I have not had a loose tooth dream wow. since then wow way to so, go you're like Neo it, it was like from Neo from the Matrix yeah <laughs> you was. mastered it I was in the Matrix Anyways, all right, enough of floating my own yeah. boat. Any, um, any more uh, important news to share? <laughs> no, even that wasn't important news. But that was uh, a smooth transition. Yeah, so that, was, was, that was that, that was point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was about fear. Okay, well, let's talk about more about fear. Yeah. Um, uh, By the way, do you guys like scary movies? Yeah. Oh, really? I, I hate do. scary movies. I hate paying to get scared. So. I don't love scary movies. No. I like haunted houses, but yeah, I don't oh, love scary okay. movies. I feel okay. the opposite. I don't love haunted so, houses. Really? That's well, a little too too real. <laughs> but but so you enjoy experiencing fear and controlled yeah, Would you call it fear? It might be Would it. you call it fear? Uh or more like it, being startled. It, it might just be like my own morbid curiosity, which ironically I get from my mom. Okay. Um who by the way, we're talking about fear. That was a woman with very little fear. With my mom. Um, anyway. But yeah, I do like scary movies. Okay. I don't. Uh, um, like the scariest movie I've seen is Sixth Sense. And people oh. laugh at that because they're like, that's not that scary. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I kept seeing in my mind that kid who shot his head off. Oh. And, and I was staying at home alone because everybody was out of town for like a week. So I uh-huh. was like, oh, just leave the hot light on. <laughs> Nobody needs to know I'm afraid. Uh, How old were you? <laughs> this is in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I can't watch scary movies because I remember even uh-huh. like The Dark Knight. I oh. the oh. um 
the Joker on that. Uh-huh. Like, I had nightmares about really? that. Really? That was in my 20s, too. So. Wow. Yeah, so I just don't yeah. watch Jamie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, it's not just about fear, also. It's, you know, people, it, like, that's a pretty dark movie, and, you know, yeah. people. Yeah, that's true. People don't necessarily and, like well, that. And the ad actor died, you know. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, wasn't that a suicide? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, it wasn't uh, an overdose? It was an overdose. It was like something. an overdose. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was an intended suicide. Um, but speaking of Batman and fear, so Batman Begins, one of the big themes of that movie was about fear, uh, right? It's about how Batman true. has the, this fear the, of bats. And, uh, and also... That guy plays on people's fears because um, you it magnifies people's yeah. fears. When Sorry, we're alienating our fears no, <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't remember all the Batman movies. I was thinking there's like a million of them. Yeah. a lot of them. A lot of them have been um, terrible. I, yeah. I was in a conversation last night at the side job about like every single Batman movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. No, it was about fear. Yeah. And also speaking about fear, our roommate tried to scare me the other night. Um, when I like got up in the middle of the night to do something, I could hear him moving around in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden he was silent. And I did think to myself, he's probably gonna try to jump out and scare me, uh-huh. and he did. So you knew it wasn't an, so an intruder. I knew it wasn't an intruder. Yeah, yeah. but I yeah. hate when people do that because my sister, she shout out to you, Cammy, because this is something that I hate. She will go in my like this was a couple years ago, but she would go in my room. And she would just, like, stay there under my bed for, like, seriously, minutes. Like, I would walk Good. to my room, and then 30 minutes later, she pops out. That, and that is, is like, awesome. That's, like, taking creepy to a whole new level. That's dedication. Because everyone in my family, I feel like, tries to scare me. Like, my dad will pop out, or, like, someone will. But, like, to, like, sit in someone's room for that period of time and then pop out, like, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah, that that's is commitment. totally scary. Sorry, we're, we're, we're like so supportive of that. You creeper, traumatic event in your life. Um, you hear something moving around in the room. Yeah, no, it's Man. true. Yeah. So there was a okay. Never mind. There anyway, was a story that I decided not to tell. Let's oh, move on. I should give it more of that self control too. Um, okay, so let's talk about the role of fear generally. So okay. there's there's this. So you guys probably know from previous episodes, but I love. The Office, the tel- television yeah, show, The Office. Sure. Uh, so there's this character, Robert California, who's in some of the later seasons. <laughs> He's this like very intense, like supremely confident uh, CEO, <laughs> and he's always yeah. like playing these little like exper- thought experiments and actual experiments with them, and huh. he's always saying like deep, profound, you know, challenging things. Anyway, hmm. um, so for the Halloween episode, he's like asking each person individually like what they're afraid of and for for kelly she's afraid of being single her whole life for for creed you guys probably don't know this character for mm-hmm. creed he's afraid of uh snakes mm. kevin's afraid of mummies anyway and then he concocts this story at the end that like uh incorporates all of their fears and then he like and then he like ends it with some like <laughs> punchline saying get over it guys get over your fear uh, okay. anyway that, sorry, that was a lot of context. He says, he has this great quote. He says, uh, fear plays an interesting role in our lives. How dare we let it motivate us? How dare we let it into our decision-making, into our livelihoods, into our relationships? It's funny, isn't it? We take a year to dress up in costume and celebrate fear. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's a profound <clears throat> quote from The Office. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the writing was very yeah. good on that show until, so, like, the last season when see, the head writers left. I, I stopped yeah. watching it after Pam and Jim got together. Got married or got together? Uh, I think got married. Okay, because my sister feels that was a yeah. turning point as well. Oh, yeah. and why, why is that? 
because that was the climax for you? Well, like, but then didn't Michael leave too? He left a few. A few. I don't remember. It just like got to a point where I like I used to watch it on Thursday nights. Uh-huh. You know, it was uh-huh. like big, but yeah. Then I just stopped watching. It definitely so. got weaker over time. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. But, but anyway, yeah. Hey. I, oh, go ahead. But speaking of Halloween, are we really celebrating fear? Are we celebrating dressing up? I think that's <laughs> so, really it. I feel yeah. like it's more yeah. kind of like a Mardi Gras thing. Almost. Yeah, it's true. And but candy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, off topic, my best uh, Halloween costume ever was chicken farmer. <laughs> and Yeah, because we had live chickens at the place that I lived at, and we had the Halloween party at our house. And so all I did was I put on a cowboy hat, and I held the chicken in my hand. And just walked around. It was the best live prop of all time. Everybody <laughs> wants to talk to the guy Until with the, the live chicken. chicken poop was all over you. Well, <laughs> he, he would think that. And surpri- that was the fear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, surprisingly, chickens are uh, have more control than you would think. And so they just wait until you put them down. Oh, and then they go what? back to them. Oh, yeah, our chickens did. That's yeah. nice of them. And I would rotate them out. I would, like, switch it for another yeah, chicken. And be like, yeah. now it's your turn, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> we didn't have any name Bubba. I had a chicken as a kid named Hubba, though. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Oh, anyway. Okay. Yeah, totally so, so Robert California, so he's talking about, you know, how fear, we celebrate it, even hmm. though it can influence uh, influence us in ways which are um, not necessarily yeah. positive. Um, now, that st- taking a step back, you know, from the evolutionary view, uh, fear is seen as a life-preserving instinct yeah. that, that it protects us from mastodons and from saber-toothed tigers, right? Yeah, um, and other tribes and whatever. Th- that's right, yeah. Uh, protects us from harm and danger. Um, in in the modern world, it's more of a its usefulness. I think is more of a mixed bag. Um, you know, yeah, we still need to be afraid of like dying in a car crash and adjusting our behavior accordingly. Yeah, you know, like driving safer. Uh, which, by the way, people where we live don't do a very good job of because there's always car wrecks. <laughs> don't drive very yeah. safe. Um, Man, this is nothing compared to Phoenix. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Um, so, so our fear instinct can still uh, help us, but it can also work against us. It can dissuade us from scary endeavors that are worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. It can skew our decisions in ways which um, don't fully mimic or don't fully account for realities. Um, it can even cause us to undermine our own relationships, uh, sure. usually subconsciously. Um, and yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, and some of the, and of course, I feel like you know, as kids, we hate tell we say that whole sticks and stones thing, you know. Uh-huh. Like, well, fear keeps us from physical harm sometimes, but uh-huh. I feel sometimes like our emotional harms last with us a lot longer, you know? Hmm. And so um, that whole sticks and stones thing is a little bit backward. It's it's not really true that sticks and, ton- sticks and oh. stones can hurt my bones, but names can never hurt me. Yeah. That's not really true. Like, uh, broken bones heal, and, and you true. kind of forget about it, and it's That's not a true. big deal. And yeah. names and emotional scars that you have, man... Like some of those, they they don't go away your whole life, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very true. Um, so there's yeah, some of that fear is really deep rooted, and it's really hard to yeah unlearn what you have learned, kind of thing. I think that's true. What do you think, Steph? No, I think that's a great point, especially like with rejection, yeah. because a lot of times people You're talking about like in a dating context or just in general. In, are we well? It, it, yeah. Like, I think you can apply it with anything, but in dating, I mean, you're talking about, like, words or different things, like, you you try not to carry that to, like, the next people you date and project, like, well, like, that person thought that about me, so this person is, but, yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. The stuff's all uh, (laughs) deep-rooted. And it it becomes, it kind of becomes habit, unconsciously, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 
Sure, it's true. So yeah. how do you guys yeah. get over that fear then? Well, well, question. that is a good question. Do we Let's talk about that in part two. By the way, we're going to split this episode into two. So it's, it's more uh, uh, digestible. Um, um, uh, so, yeah, okay. So, you know, I also just wanted to opine. I, I think fear is a component in how our relational expect kind of actually very much going to what you're mm-hmm. saying, that it plays a part in our relational expectations. Back, you know, in the episode where we talked about expectations and relationships, I also opined there that I felt that there are some expectations which are kind of defensive. It's like we're protecting ourselves from painful things we've experienced previously. And so our expectations, some of our expectations are defensive. Others are like more offensive, like more stemming from our self-esteem and or self-worth. So, for instance, like, you know, someone who I'll speak from my own experience um, <laughs> who's, you know, dated an introvert, for instance, oh, and I'm not, uh, I, yeah. I'm more of an ambivert. Um, but maybe you had a, a well, you're totally an extrovert, but go ahead. I have a lot of, I can appreciate a lot of quiet time too. Okay. Um, um, well, you know, peas classically need more quiet time than other extroverts. Oh, is that true? Yeah, but go ahead. Oh. Anyway, we'll talk about my some another time. Yeah, we will. Um, Stop. but, uh, yeah, yeah you know, if you had an unpleasant experience with somebody you dated who maybe has a very different personality for you, like in my case, it might be someone who's a little bit more on the introverted side, that can become part of your expectation where it's like, I absolutely cannot date introverts. Um, okay. And it's, you know, at least part of what maybe underlying that is I had this bad experience with this person and subconsciously, I'm assuming that's going to happen again with anyone who fits this same uh, characteristic. Um, yeah, sure. and that, which may or may not be true. Um, anyway, yeah. well, the point I'm making is that fear plays a role in our expectations, or it can play a role in our expectations. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Yeah. I, I feel like I probably experienced that with height differences in dating. Hmm. Um, because Paul's very, very tall. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> amazingly tall. Uh, now my friends all told me I was a certain height, and I went to the doctor, and she said, "How tall are you?" And I said, "Well, I think I'm this tall." My friends all say I'm this tall. And she said, we better measure you. And then she said, your friends are lying. <laughs> they all said I was taller than I really was. Oh! And they said, and then they would say, well, you have a big personality. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but, you know, for the longest time, um, I had not dated anyone taller than me. Uh, but then I did at some point. The, uh, the first uh, girl I dated that was noticeably taller than me. It did bother me for a while. Uh, but then after like about a month, it didn't really bother me anymore. But... Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next two girls I dated, dated were incrementally one inch taller than the last. And the, la- <laughs> and the last one had a hard time with it. And yeah. it was like the big thing in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like we were talking about it all the time. And um, so, yeah. I think has, that, has that instilled uh, a fear in you of when you were no. taller? The next, girl, the next girl I kind of perceived was even taller than that one. But, but then I had kind of rebounded back. So I, I don't really know. Mm. Maybe it has. I do think it makes me more... I don't know if I've become more fearful because of that experience. Mm. Actually, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I and you know, maybe I think there was always a fear there. Okay. Uh, that that's uh, that's going to be a showstopper, or it might be. Right. Uh, but it hasn't been. Yeah. That fear might have actually gone away a little bit. I don't really know. And you know, I think it's a fair question to pose. Like, is there a difference between like this visceral emotion of fear versus like the rational mitigation of risks? Yeah. You know, where you can consciously sure. say like, hey, X, Y, and Z are are risks that, you know, that I know are real. Um, 
And so I'm trying to steer clear of those risks. Right, and you're know. computing this uh, like on your relationship calculator. <laughs> yeah, your relational risk <laughs> as calculator. As you're talking with this girl, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're like, spreadsheet. I'm afraid the risk like, level is too high. And then, and then you text her, good news, you scored 87% on, <laughs> on the, on the, on the, with the algorithm. <laughs> Not nerdy at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Would you like to see the spreadsheet of my data? Yeah. Um, okay, so those are, those are good examples. Um, how fear... Is a component of the development of our expectations. Yeah. Uh, f- right. Usually, when fear is involved, it probably skews our expectations in unhealthy ways. Yeah, I right. think so. Um, yeah. And you know, there's. A, I mean, fear is a part of of being human, and um, you know, there's a lot of difficult or scary or painful things that we all experience, and some of those are very traumatic. We'll you see. Know, and. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's true. But the fear, I think, fear can accompany those in ways which can undermine us. Yeah. Sure, I think fear is a part of being human, man. But I think fear is also a part of being alien or animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal emotion. Maybe even plants feel it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe not. I don't know. But don't you feel like with fear? I was just thinking about it. I think uh-huh. it creates that self-fulfilling prophecy like i have some friends that like on dating apps they think that they look better in pictures than in real life so they already are going to the dates not feeling confident oh sure or i don't know i just think that like a lot of times those past experiences like we were talking about that that leave a mark yeah that that is really what can create that self-fulfilling prophecy uh very good point yeah we do play all these negative mental tapes in our mind yeah and we tend to think uh, i mean how I feel like catastrophicism is pretty common. Like um, we think to ourselves, like, oh, "How is this not going to work out?" Yeah, or, or that's our fear. It's just not yeah. going to work out. But in in, yeah. in fairness, um, you know, when, when you get to this age, like, and and you're single, you've had a lot of uh, relationships not work out. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that can feel sometimes like a reinforcing. A reinforcement of that fear. Exactly. Uh, so that's because, yeah. like, my thing is, I feel like me and older guys don't mesh, and so I always date younger. Mm-hmm. But um, then I'm at a weird age of yeah. 32, and so it's like on dating. Oh, app, you have on, so on, much time. No, I know. <laughs> no but on, on dating on. apps, like. Uh-huh. People probably have their age up to 30 or whatever. And so, yeah. but I, I find that like whenever I go out with a guy that's around a certain age, like I think, I think part of it is in my mind where uh-huh. there's this mentality of like older guys, it's sort of like a dime a dozen because if they're like have a good job, <laughs> they aren't weird uh-huh. and they're attractive, then there's a whole bunch of girls that like them. And so, so then it becomes this self fulfilling prophecy for me. I don't know that that's been Bryce's experience, but possibly. But you guys are, what you're saying you are is, is old, like, complete, when I'm talking, we're, like, the same age. What you're saying is completely reasonable. Right? Uh, what you, what you're you saying is very reasonable. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's oh, that? Uh, oh, let's not talk about it. We're both older than we look. As soon as we get off this podcast. And possibly older than we sound. Yeah, I know. People regularly think I'm younger than I am. Yeah. And my doctor's like, how old are you? And I say, well, my friend Sam, about this old. Like, your friends friends are are your friends. But, okay, with that though, like I feel like I have some friends that we try to be good friends and uh-huh. being like, no, that person is just not into you if he's not asking you out. If he's not, yeah. Whereas like yeah. other friends are probably like, sure. oh, they're probably busy or like whatever. But me and my friend Jill have just decided we are going to be good friends and not uh-huh. yeah. lie to each other. Okay. Sure. 
you know that the other another um that's good uh, yeah. i think guys will always say that same kind of feedback as well is if you ask a guy oh, is this guy into me that's usually the question he'll ask but is he asking you out because usually yeah. um um by the time you're asking that question you've had enough interactions that this guy probably has picked up on some, the interest you know but yeah that's not yeah. always true but so we are anyways. about at the 30 minute mark um we wrap up and then okay and then okay. <laughs> so we will continue this that sounds that sounds like a good plan okay um fear we will continue on this in this valley of fear that we are in mm-hmm. oh you know uh, one more thing uh, i wanted to say okay one of my it. pet peeves about fear uh, is uh when my roommates lock the front door when there's people uh, awake <laughs> Okay. And in the front room. <laughs> Raz is talking about me. Uh, <laughs> Not just you, but well, okay. definitely no, you. it's true. Okay, well, okay. You know, Bryce, I would argue that this is a healthy fear thing. <laughs> because Yeah, this could be a, a yeah. rational Are you locking the door because you're, like, entertaining a lady and you don't want to walk in? No, 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 no. No, I'm locking uh-huh. the door because... Uh, my, I run my business from my home, and so I have a lot of stuff here that's yeah, valuable no. to me. Uh, that if I were to lose it, it would really cripple my business temporarily. Yeah. And so I, 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 and I always say it only takes like one second to flick the lock. It is extremely. And, my gripe is <laughs> extremely petty. Yeah. <laughs> I will no, admit. No, I will say though that when I first moved here, uh, the other roommate was the one that was a stickler about locking the door, and yeah. I wasn't. And and I, I loved being able to just walk into the front door, and it was never locked when someone was here. Yeah, it's pretty but sweet, huh? The reason we, yeah, but the reason we stopped doing that um, is because what would happen is somebody would not leave when they left. And then everyone, someone would, would not, not lock the door when they left, and yep. then everyone else would leave outside the other door. And so we would, yeah. no one would be here, and the door would be unlocked. Yeah. That's changed, though, all you robbers out there listening to this podcast. Oh, we have guard dogs, <laughs> guard dogs. and lasers. I was like, and, well, yeah. we have guard arm, snakes arm and octopuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have events. <laughs> we have a, a, a knight in shining armor and chainmail. So be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Be very yeah. afraid. And we will find you. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, well, okay, well, let's good, wrap up for now. It's a good fear to end on. Okay. Yep. All, right. all right. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And tune in for part two. Yep. Bye. Bye.